What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. I'm back. It's Pauline Theology's Daily Devo. And we are on Amos chapter 5, verse 1 through 17. If you haven't read it yet, go ahead, stop the tape, read it, check it out, see what it's got to say, and then come back and we will talk about the four questions. If you've already read it, let's go ahead and jump into the four questions, man. And the first question always is, what is Amos actually saying? Like, what is he talking about in this? Well, we got um, Amos giving a um, speaking in God as God, giving this um, funeral dirge or a song or a lament over Israel. So we, we talked about last episode. It was like, hey, prepare to meet your maker, which means you're going to die. You know what I mean? And so what happens is now um, Amos is singing a song of death over Israel. He's sad. He's lamenting because of what he knows is about to happen to Israel. It's, it hasn't happened, but the word when God speaks, it's, it's so strong that Amos already knows it's a foregone conclusion that Israel will die. That Israel will die, man. He, he starts out and he's like, he's like, man, uh, He's like, uh, God sings a funeral dirge over you. He says, man, you've fallen and you won't rise again, O virgin daughter of Israel. It says the, the land has uh, the land has forsaken you and you will not rise in it. That's tough, man. He goes and talks kind of like war. He's like, a hundred will go out uh, or a thousand will go out, a hundred will come back. A hundred will go out, ten will come back. He says, man. This is how it's going to be for you, Israel. But he says this, though, even after all of this, it says, seek the Lord so that you might live. Israel, seek the Lord so that you might live. And then after that, he says, do not seek Gilgal, do not come to Beersheba and do not go to Gilgal. He's like, those are the three places where uh, worship centers were for the northern the northern kingdom. Is that they had the place. And we, we talked about a little bit about that a couple episodes ago where Gilgal was the place uh, in which um, I think it was King David was thrown. And then also we have uh, Bethel, is which is the place where... Uh, uh, Jacob had seen the ladder going from earth to heaven. And so they worshiped at these places. Rehoboam has set up altars at these places for them to worship. He says, don't go to those places. He says, for they will surely go into exile. And the Bethel, it's, it's funny because if you read it in the, in the Hebrew, it says Bethel will become Avon and Avon is evil. So it's like the, the place of God will become a place of evil. The house of God will become a house of evil. And uh, it's kind of a play off what Hosea says later on, too. He coins the term Bethel will become Beth Avon. Man, that 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 is the thing that's going to happen. And so it says, don't go there. It says, seek the Lord. He says, seek the Lord so that you might live. He says, don't seek these places of worship that you say you want to worship at. He says, seek and he repeats himself again. He says, seek the Lord 
so that you may live. And then he says, if you don't seek the Lord, destruction is coming upon you, man. It says fire is coming upon you and it will consume you and it will not be quenched. And then he goes on to a description of who he is to say that this is possible, that he's able to do this, man. He says, the one who made the Orion, the Pleiades, he's talking about the constellations in the sky. He's like the one who created those things. He says, the one who can turn uh, the day, the morning into darkness and, and the one who can turn the day, who darkens the day to night, he, the one who causes all things to appear, like the, the one who causes the sun to shine and to set behind the clouds or the, 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 the behind the mountains or wherever you're at or the one who causes it from it to be day and turns it to night. This is this is the one who is going to do this. This is the one who is going to do this, man. It says he's the one who who um, gathers the waters from the sea and it causes them to pour over the earth. It says the Lord is his name. Yahweh is his name is what actually says. Uh, it says Yahweh is his name. This is the one who is going to do these things to you. It says seek him. Seek him and live. But if you don't, there's trouble at hand. It says that, man, he's going to strike disaster upon you. Disaster is coming if we don't turn to him. And then he gives, uh, 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 it says, because the Lord, he says, you hate. This is the reason why these things are going to happen. It says, it says, because uh, they hate to see a person reprove at the gate. So the gate is probably like a place. It's not probably. It is a place where that they have uh, um, like all the court hearings happen. It says they hate someone that reproves at the gates. And it says they despise or abhor the one who tells the truth, who speaks truth. So first off, they, they don't want um, uh, people to come to the gates and uh, get the things that they need. It's specifically the needy and the poor. We see this over and over. The, the cows of Bastion, man. It said that they were oppressing and afflicting the poor. It said earlier how they uh, would sell the needy for a pair of sandals and they would take bribes at the gate. So all of this is focused on this social justice aspect of how they're living, the way people are treating people, specifically how the rich are treating the poor, the affluent are treating the ones who are in need. And so he says, man, this is why you do this, because you 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 uh, uh don't want to hear the truth in the court. You cast those things aside. And he says, because of this, it says, uh, and this is what they're doing. They're trampling on the heads of the poor. And he says, because of this, he says, because of these things, he says, you're going to uh, do the things that you, the things that you have done to others is going to happen to you. It says they're oppressing the poor. They're taking from them their tithes. Uh, uh, and their offerings, they're, they're taking everything from them. And it says, because of this, it says, you're going to build houses, or actually you've built houses, and you're not going to dwell in them. It says, you've planted vineyards, great luscious vineyards, and in those vineyards, you're not going to be able to drink the wine from them. And it's because the Lord knows the sin that they have committed. He knows it, man. It, it, there is no hiding from it. He sees it, and he wants them to recognize that he sees the sin that they're doing. That's why he's caused all of these plagues, these, these, uh, all of these 
wars that they have fought, the people that have died. It says because of this, he has sent these things to have them turn back to him. Yet they do not return to him. They do not return to him. It even says like in those days, man, it's going to be so bad that the 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 uh, um, the prudent, the smart people won't even speak. They won't even say a word because the days are so evil. So this is, uh, I don't want to say that this means that you do not speak if you're smart. This is actually a hard saying um, of this passage. Some think that it actually means, like it says, the days are evil or the day of ruin. Because evil can mean uh, ruin. It could mean um, tragedy. It could mean uh, calamity. And so it's saying that in this day of calamity, either they will be so shocked by the things that they see, they aren't even able to speak. Or in the fact that the idea is that even they would be dead because of their righteousness, because how they're oppressing the righteous, how they're oppressing the poor, how they're oppressing the needy, that it will be so great in that day of calamity that they will be dead because they have some type of wisdom or prudence about them. And then again, he says, seek good and not evil. He says, for this sake, he says, because of this, he says that you may live. You may live, seek good and not evil so that you may live. And that's a repeating of what he's talking about earlier when he says, seek the Lord. Well, how do you seek the Lord? Well, you read his scriptures, you try and understand who he is. You want to long for the things that he desires and you want to desire them things yourself. And so he makes it clear what that means when he says, seek good and not evil so that you may live. And then a saying that they say, uh, they say that the Lord is with us. It says, this will truly be true because right now God is not with you. God is not with you. But if you seek him and you turn from evil, it says, perhaps the Lord will have favor upon you. Perhaps the almighty God will have favor upon the remnant of Joseph. Perhaps he will have favor on him. It says, because, man, there's going to be wailing. People are going to call out, whoa. There's going to be crying. All of this is going to happen. All of this will happen. And it says in verse 17, because the Lord will pass through in your midst. And a lot of people are talking about the Passover and how um, that uh, God went through Egypt and the firstborn was was killed because of their sin of not letting the people go. And it says in the same way, the Lord will walk through their midst as he walked through Egypt and he will bring punishment upon them. So what's this say about God, man? I uh, think, uh, First off, we got to see that God is patient and he's gracious. I mean, he has given opportune chances for them to repent, even as he says destruction will happen. So even in the midst of this foregone conclusion of the, the death of Israel, as, as uh, Amos is singing this song, he says, but if you turn to him, oh, if you seek the Lord, you will live. So even in this death, 
life can be brought back in us. We can be reanimated by the power of God if we seek him so that we may live. It also talks about his, he's almighty. The Lord God of hosts is his name. He's all knowing. It says, I know what you do. I see the sins that you're committing. God is patient, gracious, almighty, and all knowing. What about man in this passage? Well, we're called to seek God. That man is called to seek God. Man is called to repent. Man has responsibility for his sins. He's called to repent. He's called to seek God. And the way we do those things is we seek justice. We seek to live justice. We seek to show justice. We seek to honor justice, to not take bribes, but help the needy, help those who are poor. And that um, we are not to think that showing up to church is good enough. Matter of fact, like I said, he said, don't go to these places where you worship me. Seek me. That's not to say that we ain't supposed to go to church, though. That's where we're going to get our, our, our community that we need to have and all those things. But as we go, that is not what we're seeking to do to make appearances, as Amos has talked about before. The institution is not the problem. It's the heart of when we go. It says, seek the Lord and live. How can we apply these things to our lives? Well, let's live lives that testify to the graciousness, the goodness, the glory of God. And as we do that, continually seek the Lord, continually seek him through his word, learn about him through his, his, uh, uh, his, his scriptures, devote to him and, and speak to him through prayer, and then let others see that because there will be a time of judgment. There will be a time of judgment, man. Hey, so may you continue to seek the Lord. That's what I say. Seek the Lord through his word and pray to him by his spirit. That's what that's what I say today. That's what I say today, guys. I'll see you guys in the next episode.